Warning, the following podcast is not suitable for all audiences. Trigger warnings from the stories they cover may include violence, rape, murder, and offenses against children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back to Crime Bay. I am your host Liz and on today's story we'll be covering the case of Tatsuya Ichihashi and his 22-year-old victim, Lindsay Hawker. Although today's story will end up taking us to Japan, we will be starting it in England in the city called Coventry, where Lindsay Hawker resided. Lindsay was born on December the 30th, 1984 to parents Bill and Julia Hawker. She was a very happy child growing up and had two sisters named Louise and Lisa. Lindsay studied biology in the university and graduated in 2006. Lindsay was extremely smart and very popular. She planned to pursue her master's degree, but decided to take a year off to work and to travel. And so in October 2006, she signed up to NOAA Teaching School and found herself on a plane to Japan. She began teaching English at NOVA in both Osaka and Tokyo. Lindsay decided to move to Chiba near Tokyo and rented a place with two other teachers, who also taught at NOVA school. They soon all became friends, and her time in Tokyo began to fly by. Even though Lindsay was having such a great time in Tokyo, she still got homesick every now and again. She missed her loving family, her friends and her boyfriend back in England. She would always stay in contact with them through Facebook, Skype, text, and phone calls. In March 2007, six months into her stay in Tokyo, Lindsay had a really awkward encounter with a man as she was unlocking her bike and getting ready to go home for the day. This guy approached her from behind. He said to her, you are my English teacher. Lindsay was quite confused by the situation. She was pretty sure that he was not one of her students, so she kind of ignored the comment and got on her bike. She began cycling, and the man followed her. She began to speed up, and he began running after her. Because of the population and the amount of traffic, Lindsay wasn't really able to get away too far from him. Every time he would finally catch up to her, he would start conversations, asking Lindsay where she was from and where she studied. She eventually reached her apartment and got off her bike. The man following her was known as Tatsuya Ichihashi. This fucking weirdo had chased her all the way home. Before she could get into her house, he asked Lindsay if she could teach him English, asking if they could please meet in a cafe and he would pay her for lessons. Lindsay politely declined as her schedule was already super busy. Tatsuya was disappointed and didn't want to take no for an answer. He asked her for a glass of water since he was super tired and thirsty after chasing her through multiple streets. Lindsay hesitated, but ended up allowing him into her apartment. While he drank his water, he asked her again if she would be willing to give him English lessons. He offered to pay Lindsay 3500 yen, or $32 an hour. Even though Nova was getting Lindsay by, this was an offer she couldn't refuse. She agreed to meet him at a coffee shop a few days later. Tatsuya thanked Lindsay, and before he left her apartment, he took out a pen and a paper from his back pocket and began scribbling some stuff on it. 
Once he was finished, he handed Lindsay the paper, and on it was his name, his phone number, and a sketch of Lindsay's face on it. What the hell? Tatsuya Ichihashi was a 28-year-old from the city of Ichikawa, also located in Chiba. He was born in Gifu on the 5th of January, 1979. Ichihashi was born into a very successful family. His father was a medical doctor at a local hospital in Chiba, and his mother was a well-established dentist. When he was little, he wanted to be a doctor just like his father but he failed his exams and settled for a degree from the Department of Horticulture. He graduated from Chiba University in 2005, but he had no interest in finding a job. Instead, he chose to live off the allowance his parents provided him with, which was $920 a month. Tatsuya had no previous convictions with the law, but there had been allegations of prior theft and injury. A woman had accused him of stealing from her and assaulting her in the middle of the street. But his father managed to settle the allegations outside of court by paying the woman $10,000 to be able to sweep all these allegations under the rug. Tatsuya was known to be reclusive and rebellious and had no intentions of finding a job. With that said, let's get back to Lindsay's apartment. After he handed Lindsay the paper with her sketch, his name and number on it, he thanked Lindsay for accepting his offer, and they agreed to meet up in a local cafe a few days later. Fast forward a few days. So, on Saturday the 24th of March 2007, CCTV captures both of them at a local cafe, conversating while waiting for a drink. It is here where she is seen taking a few steps back every time Tatsuya gets too close. They sat at the cafe and spoke for a little bit over an hour. Tatsuya Ichihashi then pointed out to Lindsay that he had forgot his wallet. He continued by telling her, I only live a half a mile away. How about you come to my house and you get your money? Lindsay agreed and they both got into a taxi. When they arrived at Tatsuya's apartment, Lindsay asked the cab driver if he could please wait for her there. The cab driver agreed but Lindsay wasn't coming back. A few minutes later, after waiting for Lindsay, the taxi driver thought that maybe she had a change of plans and maybe she decided to stay there. So with that said, he just left, not thinking much of the situation. That afternoon, Lindsay failed to make it to work. And even worse, she never made it back home. Her roommates, knowing that it wasn't like her and realizing she hadn't made it to work either, started to get extremely worried about her, so they decided to call the police that night and report Lindsay missing. Meanwhile, her family back at home began to get worried because she hadn't reached out since Saturday, and that was totally not like her. Monday came around, and Lindsay once again failed to show up to work. The school contacted her parents, letting them know that she hadn't came in to work, and that she had now missed two days in a row of work. Soon after that, they contacted the police. And it was after that when the police began to take her disappearance a bit more seriously. They began by searching her house, and her roommates were the first to be interviewed. And with luck, they already had a suspect in mind. They were now aware that Lindsay had met up with a guy at a coffee shop a little bit before she went missing. 
It was about 5.40 p.m. when two officers were dispatched to Tatsia's apartment. They knocked for several minutes and no one answered the door. Luckily, his neighbors were home and they allowed officers to come in and jump over to Tatsia's apartment through their balcony. Tatsia's apartment was pitch black. There was no lights on. And weirdly enough, his detachable bathtub had been moved from his bathroom to his balcony. The officers called for backup. They were worried that Lindsay was in Tatsia's apartment being held hostage. And soon after, seven more officers arrived at the door. Three hours later, they began raiding Tatsia's home. Moments later, Tatsia came home and found the officers raiding his apartment. In a panic, he fled the scene. The officers were unable to catch up to him, and Tatsuya disappeared into the busy streets of Tokyo. The officers investigating his property discovered Lindsay's lifeless, naked body buried in Tatsuya's detachable bathtub, which he had moved himself onto his balcony. The tub had been filled with a mixture of sand and soil, covering most of Lindsay's body. She had been bound and gagged with plastic ties and scarves. She had multiple bruising on her upper body. Along with the sand and soil, the tub also contained a decomposing agent to speed up the process of decomposition. Flower seeds had been placed over the soil in attempts to disguise the bathtub as a flower bed. According to Wikipedia, Lindsay had extensive bruising to her upper body. Her neck cartilage had been broken as a result from strangulation and Lindsay's head hair had been shaved off. Police also discovered several wigs at Tatsuya's apartment. As details of the scene circulated the area, people began to rumor that maybe Tatsuya killed Lindsay to wear her hair as a wig. By the next morning, Tatsuya Ishihashi was officially a wanted man in Tokyo and in all of Japan. There was endless wanted posters scattered all over the city. His face was all over the news, and interviews were offered to anyone who might have seen him. The police was so determined into finding Tatsuya that they released pictures, well, Photoshop pictures, of Tatsuya wearing different wigs just in case he was cross-dressing. But Tatsuya was so good at hiding that his disappearance turned from weeks to months to years. This added to the frustration and the grief of Lindsay's parents. They began to think that Japanese police had began to get lazy and sloppy in their investigation. This angered Lindsay's parents so much that weeks later, they traveled to Japan to raise awareness of Lindsay's disappearance and murder. Lindsay's father, Bill, even met members of the mafia, the Yakuza, in a bar, gifting them two bottles of whiskey before asking for their help. As time went on, Japanese police soon found themselves in the center of the spotlight. How did nine policemen let one man slip by? Why did it take months for them to look into leads? And did they know that the picture that they were using to capture Ichihashi was seven years out of date? Soon, British and Japanese media were involved. During all of this, Tatsuya traveled from Aomori, all the way down to Okinawa, remaining unnoticed. In 2008 and 2009, Tatsuya found himself in Osaka, located 250 miles west of Tokyo. 
Tatsuya would get jobs in construction sites, and every little he would save, he would put it into plastic surgery to change his appearance and avoid being caught. But prior to this, he had already changed his appearance by self-mutilation. He had cut off his moles, he used scissors to cut part of his lower lip, and he even put thread through his nose to change its shape. In 2009, the cash reward grew from 1 million to 10 million for any leading information that led to his capture. He also released information stating that he might have had some plastic surgery along the way, so people could be on the lookout for anyone that resembled Tatsuya. And it worked. Because in October 2009, a plastic surgeon located in Nagoya informed police that he believed that he had just worked on Tatsuya. Tatsuya had foolishly agreed to take it before and after of his procedure. And those same photos would be shared with police and the public. Tatsuya freaked out because this had completely blown his cover. Even one of his co-workers from the construction site had recognized Tatsuya from TV. On November 10, 2009, Tatsuya fled to Osaka's ferry port. He planned to get on a boat and hide in Okinawa. But before he could even get on a boat, a worker at the ferry port recognized Tatsuya's face. The worker at the ferry port then informed security guards that this could very much be Tatsuya Ichihashi. And he was right. Moments later, Tatsuya Ichihashi came face to face with a handful of officers. Tatsuya's luck had finally ran out. Officers asked him for his name, and at this point, he knew it was over. He told them, yes, I am Tatsuya Ichihashi. He was then formally arrested by the officers and charged with abandoning the body. They later served him with two more warrants for rape and murder, and it would take eight months for Itsihashi to meet his jury. On July 4, 2011, his trial finally began. During his trial, he admitted he took Lindsay to his apartment. He raped her and strangled her because he was afraid that neighbors had heard her scream and called the police. On July 21, 2011, Atsuya Ichihashi was finally sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Lindsay Hawker. And although Lindsay's family had pushed for the death penalty, the courts felt it wasn't appropriate because he had no previous convictions. And they believed that since he's only 32, he could eventually become rehabilitated. The trial was extremely devastating for Lindsay's family. Not only did they have to relive Lindsay's final moments, but they were also shown pictures of Lindsay's body, pictures they wished they'd never seen. And after the trial, Lindsay's parents shared this message to the media. This has been a long, hard battle for the Hawkers. And the battle is over. We've worked tirelessly as a family. We've never given in. For our daughter, we've never given in. We wanted justice, and we've finally got justice. I'll also just like to thank the Japanese police. After a very bungled start to my daughter's murder, 
They've got the man. They've worked tirelessly. And they've eventually got the man. And the chief officer told me they would get the man sooner or later. We're just so relieved that this part of our life is over. I can go down to my daughter's grave this afternoon and tell her. Thank you. The verdict, which puts Tatsuya Ichihashi behind bars for the rest of his life, was welcomed by most people in the nation, and Tatsuya accepted his own faith. Shortly before his trial, Tatsuya had written and published a book confessing to Lindsay's murder, most of the book explaining how he had spent two years on the run and what he had to do to be able to get away for that long. All profits from this book were offered to Lindsay's family. Over 100,000 copies sold worldwide. But Lindsay's family rejected the offer. Lindsay was smart, loving, kind, and irreplaceable to her family. And it was her kindness which was used against her. It is so scary to think about how one action can really put your life in danger. If you think about it, Lindsay was playing it safe. She met up with this guy at a public place, you know. They met up at the coffee shop and he really took advantage of her kindness. Like he lured her back to his apartment with the promise of paying her the money he owed her. All I'm saying, you guys, is stranger danger, okay? Stay safe, you know, be alert, and stay alive. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Crime Bay. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Crime Bay Official. I will be back with a brand new episode for you guys, and I cannot wait. But until then, I am out.